Welcome to Shekinah International Podcast. Our ministry reflects the five-fold ministry model Apostle Paul mentions in Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. Our podcast features leaders from multiple churches who are passionate about equipping Christians just like you to walk in purity and power, fulfilling your God-given purpose. God wants to do great exploits through you, so enjoy today's podcast. Happy New Year. Now, I want to talk about a little bit about 2023 and how grateful I am for it to be gone. Cease. I, I was watching Fox News, and they have the little roundtable things. And, you know, it was only like a five-minute little clip that I saw. But they're all sitting there going, 2023, what can we say about that? You got anything? No, not that's positive. Do you have anything? Ah, I know. I have an idea. It's like the gift that you you got that you couldn't stand, so you decide to re-gift it. That's 2023. From my mind, completely everything that happened this year, but that's not true. There's always a silver lining. As rotten as this year was for provision, health, so many things that... For me personally, and things around us for Lonnie, and we were praying much for him, I found a new sort of deep faith and understanding with the Holy Spirit that I don't think I possessed before. So even when we're going through what appears to be a lousy season, um, the Lord's still working on us. He's still loving us. He's still whispering in our ear, come on, come on. This isn't as bad as you're making it. <laughs> and you do have friends. You do have people who are, you're talking to. And we're going to talk about that because we do need each other. Now, in 2023, I needed a lot of people. But I'm sure I'm going to need a lot of people in 2024. And that's okay. That's okay. So, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... He or she is a new creation. Happy New Year. Every day we, we have new grace. Every day we're born again with Jesus. The old has passed away. The new has come. I like that part. Because when I get up every morning, I go, thank you, Lord, for making me a new man. Because I know that perhaps yesterday I wasn't quite my best. So there's time. He's giving me time. He's working on me. This year, I think we need a new way to live, love, serve. And there's so many chances. Let's reach out and grab them. Let's not let anything pass us by this year that serves the Lord. Let's make this our best year ever with the Lord, with the Holy Spirit. And let's just leave 2023 in the dust. <laughs> Amen. In fact, let's just give it away. You know, uh, there's a couple of people, I, I shouldn't say that, but there's a couple of people I, I would give it to, you know, re-gift. <laughs> I know that's not very Christian, but I'm, I'm just kidding. You know, I wouldn't do that to exes or anything like that. Anyway, <laughs> it's been one of those years, so... 
We can be grateful it's over, but we have so much to look forward to. So much we have an African mission to look forward to. We have a building that's slowly getting completed. But there's new provision, I think. There's new things that are going to come, and we're going to get this done this year. And we'll be in our own place of worship that we have blessed over and over again with grunt work and prayer and, and uh, a small amount of worship we did. And we felt kind of a peace. And that's what we're looking forward to is peace in our place of worship with the Holy Spirit and God loves what we're doing. So even if it seems to be taking a while, he's loving the process and he's with us throughout the process. Isaiah 43, 18 through 19 tells us to forget the former things. So 2023, goodbye. Good riddance. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Now, how many, yeah, right. How many of us, how many of us need to stop dwelling on the past? How many of us need to just let it go? You know what? The problem is, for so many of us, God's forgiven us. By Jesus' grace, we are saved. By the blood, we're free. We're guiltless. But how many of us hold on to something we did in the past? And even God's probably scratching his head. God, I gave him everything. What's he doing? Why is he still whining over this thing that he doesn't have to anymore? I forgave him. Yeah, you screwed up big time. But see, I'm not holding it against you. <laughs> I'm not holding it against you. So, see, I am doing a new thing. Lots of new things for 2024, right? We have so much to look forward to. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I know. That's the big thing. You just said it. Thank you, daughter. See, the thing of it is we have all these things. New things are springing up. All this fresh air. All these great things are going around us. But somehow we tend to concentrate on the things that aren't going well. And... That's why we have the, do you not perceive it? Are you dull? <laughs> don't, don't you look around? We need to be more aware of everything that's positive. We need to be more aware of the people around us. We need to be more aware of communitas, the fact that we need each other, and the fact that we've supported each other through 2023. I don't even want to say it anymore. We supported each other through 2023, and guess what? Now we get to start fresh into 2024, and we get to do it together. I am making a way in the wilderness. How many feel like we've been in the wilderness, not just last year, but maybe for the past four? I mean, it can be daunting, but once again, we have to go back and look at all the good things that have transpired, how God's given us a new purpose, maybe even a fresh new outlook as we unload some of our garbage. Doing that together, we're praying with sisters and brothers to be clear so we can serve God better.
making way in that wilderness and stress in the wasteland. In other words, this verse, Isaiah, is so powerful because it's telling us all this great stuff is ahead of us. All the stuff that sucked, it's behind. <laughs> Kicking the dust. We don't need that anymore. Stephanie and I talk about next play. And we're all about ready to do our next play. But next play is so important because it's not next play next week. It's not next play next game. It's not next play next meeting. Okay, you screwed up right now. Your next play is right now. You fell off. Get back up on the horse. Here, we'll hold it for you. <laughs> I know he's kind of, you know, frisky. So you're going to get back up on that horse. And if you fall down again, well, we're going to put you back up. Next play is so important to not hesitate, even if you feel like you failed miserably, to try again. And keep trying, always. Because we have a, a, a God that wants us to win. I was talking to, to Steph the other day as we were driving to uh, Detroit that the Holy Spirit also told me about three strikes. Now, in the United States, we always think, everybody says three strikes and you're out, right? That's the way we play the baseball game. That's the way we do things. But the Holy Spirit was saying to me, uh, that's in the flesh. With me, there is always something you can do. Isn't that right, Carrington? There's always something you can do. Even if you're really tired. Look at that. Kind of little crabby face, huh? It's okay. Rest. You can rest. There's always something we can do. You know, you think we want one, two, you know, it's in the house. We're, we go through this process where, well, we tried that, we tried that, that. What, what about this? What about this? So it's not one or two or three times and suddenly somebody gets an idea. Because when there's only two or three of us working on it, you know, it kind of logistically and the possibility of how we can contort our bodies sometimes <laughs> into certain situations, it gets a little touch and go. But the Holy Spirit works with us and suddenly, I know if I go like this and you hold my leg. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm not kidding at all. Because putting wires up and getting into, uh, oh, the, the water place, what do you call that? You know, that you and Alan have had to help my leg over the edge. Cistern, cistern, thank you. Thank you, my cistern, for reminding me about a cistern. <laughs> That's, you know, it's important. It's not that I, I don't feel like physically I'm really having the problem, but it's just like that extra to get over the edge. I needed a push once in a while. That was hilarious when you helped me get my leg out, Alan. <laughs> so the Holy Spirit's always working with us. There's always something else we can do. Even when we feel like, I tried that, I tried that, I tried that. God, I don't want to do it anymore. I just don't want to go on. I lost this, I lost this. These people did that. The funding hasn't been here. I don't want to do it anymore. Uh-uh, there's always something else you can do.
always somebody else, always somebody else you can talk to. Always somebody else is going to lift you up. Somebody's going to help. Somebody's going to guide you. Letting go of the past and our mistakes means having the grace to forgive and to accept the past in order to move on. Sometimes we have to kind of dig it out. And sometimes that's not very pleasant. But by sort of facing the past, no matter how unpleasant it was, no matter how nasty, no matter how ugly, no matter how you screw it up or somebody else screwed it up, if you face it, then it makes it easier to go for God's forgiveness. God, I can't believe I've been holding on to this for so many years. And now I have an opportunity. You're helping me accept it so I can move past it, so I can move forward into a better future, so I can become a better son or daughter of God. So my heart is light. My spirit's not all bogged down with a bunch of crap. You know, it's like when your computer gets too much into it and it needs to be cleaned out because it's moving so slow. That's what we need to do here for the new year. We need to be free of all the junk. We have grace and forgiveness in Jesus. We must be kind and compassionate to who? Ourselves. Most of us, really, if you think about it, we are meaner to ourselves than anybody else on the planet. We cause ourselves our own suffering just because we screwed up or we did something, well, everybody screws up from time to time, and we can't hold it. We can't let go of the past because we blame ourselves. Self-love and self-righteousness in Jesus' name, let's all attain that for 2024. Let's be able to look in the mirror and say, you know what? You're okay. Really, you screw up once in a while, you trip, you say something maybe you shouldn't, but you're okay. We're going to be okay together with Jesus. We're moving forward with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit certainly will remind us if we've been a little lacking from time to time, <laughs> like, you know, pick up the pace a little bit. Jeez. So isn't that good to look forward to in 2024? We don't have to carry around all our crap. We can just get rid of it. Give it to Holy Spirit right now. If you have anything, if you want to pray right now while we're doing this, just say, Holy Spirit, you know that thing that I keep ruminating over and over again? I want to give it to you right now because I don't want to take it into another year. I don't want it. Now, oftentimes in our lives, the things that are bothering us the most, the things that have bogged us down terrible are things that we refer to as trust. We refer to as being betrayed. People we love, we trust, with all our hearts suddenly have stabbed us in the back. They've lied to us. It hurts. 
It is so painful. It is the most painful thing, worse than even wounds, because it goes so deep. It goes deep in your soul, deep in your spirit. And it's so hard to get over it because maybe you blame yourself. Well, what did I do to deserve this treatment? It must be me. I mean, I thought I was really good to this person, but I must have done something to have them turn on me that way. It's so painful. It's so painful, and we, we've got to get through it. We need to trust in the Lord with all our heart and do not lean on our own understanding because our own understanding oftentimes is a little jaded. We, we see ourselves in this weird light that God does not see us that way. He sees us, he sees us as how he made us. We are beloved. He can count the hairs on our head. We had a purpose long before we were born, and God doesn't look at all our mistakes. And he doesn't want us to hold on to a lack of trust. I had some notes here that I didn't get out, but I will right now, because the Lord has definitely been speaking to me about trust. Trust, I'll just, I'll just let you have it right now. Trust, when someone says they trust you, when someone gives you their trust, that is the greatest honor any other human being will ever bestow on you. Think of what it means to say you trust someone. There, there's so many things associated with it. Because without trust, really, you can't love. Because if you don't trust, how can you love somebody? Without trust, you can't have faith. Because faith really is trusting in a better future. Without trust, it's going to be really hard to be loyal to somebody. Because you'll always be going, well, why? how can I be loyal to them? You know, they might break my heart. They might stab me in the back. So you can't be loyal. All these things come from that word, trust. Allowing God to be your guide begins with a commitment to trust just allowing God to help us move forward and, and listening to the Holy Spirit, we have to trust them. We have to trust them completely. Absolutely without question. It's hard. If you've been hurt by somebody here in the flesh, it's hard to start again and give somebody that kind of loyalty. Give somebody that kind of trust. God cannot lead where you will not follow. How can you follow if you can't trust him? How can we go to Africa if we don't trust him? Oh, no, that could be terrible. The plane could crash. We might not have enough finances. We could get there and die from some tropical disease. <laughs> we could get there and none of them like us. <laughs> what, what are you people doing here? I mean, there's all these things that could go wrong, right? What is that? That's You're making up stuff in your own brain to make sure you can't trust. Because maybe some of these things have happened to you before, and you decide, well, in your little jaded head there, that this is how I'm going to relate to, to life. I've been hurt before, therefore it's probably going to happen again. So I'm not going to trust. 
I'm not going to trust Lyra. I'm not going to trust Matt. Uh uh-uh, especially Matt. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding, son. <clears throat> I was just using an example. So God may want to lead you up the mountain, or he may want to throw you off the cliff. Trust. You know, sometimes when you take the leap off the cliff, it's the most exhilarating moment you will have your entire life because, you know, your stomach's kind of up here while you're going down, and yet it's like, ah! Of course, we hope for a soft landing. But even if it's not terribly soft, I, I mean, when you, when you take chances, when you step out in trust, you grow exponentially. As a person, you grow. As a Christian, you grow. As a servant of God, you're growing. And chances are, if you're trusting that much, like, okay, just a baby step right now, God. No, no, take a big step. I've had it with the baby steps. Come on, let's get this moving. With that kind of trust, you're not only serving God, but you're serving fellow man. And sometimes to deal with our fellow men and women, it takes a lot of extra trust. We need, we need to, when we're trusting, we need to test the process. That's what I meant about the baby steps. Okay. It's not, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. It's not, not that bad. Okay. I got this foot in. I can put in this foot and this leg. That's not too bad. It's a little cold, but I'll be all right. I bet I can go all the way now. If I hold my nose... I can go under, and I'm trusting that I'll come back up because God's going to pick me up. Now, there's seven ways that I found to trust God, and most of them we know, but it's good to just review. Seek truth and trust as we read Scripture, as we go through the Word, Always look for ways when we're reading the word how other people in the Bible, how people who are following God had no choice but to trust. Because if they hadn't trusted, they were screwed. Because there was no way out. Oh, sorry, I guess I shouldn't use that word. But all right, they they were bollocksed. How's that? There was nothing that was going to work. Confess. Your unbelief. Do it. Do it. There's times you know. I don't want to trust you. I don't want to trust God. I don't want to, I don't particularly want to trust this process. Mm-hmm. Even though there's some nice people in the process, you're still going, I don't know. They could turn on you. They could, but chances are, chances are, especially in this group, we've known each other for so long that the chances of one of us turning on one another are remote. We can trust. We're comfortable with one another. But, like I was talking earlier, share your concerns with your group. Share it with your community. 
sit down and say, you know, I'd like to do an African mission, but I don't want to get on that plane. Or I don't want to go in with a bunch of strangers. Or I don't want to stay there without a five-star hotel. <laughs> OJ is not going to happen. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. We're serving God's kids. Always remember then to spend more time with the Lord when you're doubting. When things don't look, they look murky. I don't want to take the step. Get into the Lord right away. Start praying. Pray in tongues. Pray in the spirit. Sing. That's what I do. I sing a lot. <laughs> I know it's, sometimes it's like, Thank you. But it gets a little stronger as you go, you know. Like when I was in the hospital, my lungs were so screwed up, that's about all that was coming out. And the Lord said, it's okay, keep singing. I'll help. <laughs> like I said, there's always something you can do. I, I mean, I was in... Um, I was in the bubble. Yeah, they, they put me in isolation because they thought I had tuberculosis, and this is right at the end of COVID, so everybody's freaking out about everything, right? And they couldn't get a blood sample or a culture. Like, they draw blood, and they, they do other things, uh, to, and then they put it in a little Petri dish and see what happens to it. And they, they kept coming back and saying, we're not able to get a good culture. So you're here for a couple more days, and a couple more days turned into two weeks, and, I, and two weeks turned into three weeks. And they kept coming in, and finally all the doctors were coming in last week going, you don't, you don't have tuberculosis. We know it. We're not sure what you have. But and then it turned out to be virus and bacterial, and all this stuff was going on with my body. I'm not quite sure how I got to that point. But as I continue to sing, and keep in mind, no one comes in without a hood or a suit. And the nurses, it was such a hassle for them to come in. They didn't, my angels didn't visit me like normal. <laughs> but then a couple of them did. They, they purposely came in in their hoods and said, I got some time. I just thought I'd see how you're doing. Respiratory therapy was coming in a lot because my lungs sounded so terrible and I couldn't breathe. And they were coming in, and one time they came in, and I was, thank you, Lord, because he told me to sing. And I was getting better, and the guy goes, wow, do you realize how good that is for your lungs? You should just keep singing, because you're taking, you're getting more air down into your lungs by trying to sing, and you're also expelling mucus when you blow out while you sing. He said, that's great. That's better than all the stuff we're trying to give you. So he was like, and he was such a nice guy. He was really impressed that I was trying to sing. And, you know, he snuck in on me because I probably would have stopped if I knew he was coming. But he came in, and that was, that was good news, right? It felt like I'd already gone three strikes, but God gave me other things to do that nobody else would have thought of, perhaps by him, because he's the one that said sing. Now, what I was there and what we need to be all the time is I was grateful. 
I was not happy about my situation, but I was grateful that the Lord told me to sing, and I was singing, because I love to sing. I mean, I think God made me to sing and play music, and, and I think he gave me great gifts, and I was very um, fortunate that he told me to keep singing as therapy. God's giving me therapy, and I didn't see him. I mean, it wasn't some moment, but I knew, I knew God, I heard him say sing, and you know, before I went into it, I was like, no, <laughs> and the Lord's kind of like, look, I'll help you, I know it hurts, but you'll feel better, so a little bit, I stuck my foot in, <laughs> I said, I said that one syllable, <laughs> you know, and it came out okay, so I started singing more. So I, I trusted the Lord at that point, even though it didn't look like there was much to trust. I I did trust Him, and I'm talking to you guys. So, hey, <laughs> trust is trust, right? God, the Lord uh, brought me through. Walk with the Holy Spirit. We just talked about that, but when you commune with the Holy Spirit, when things aren't going well or your trust is lacking or the situation looks perilous, or you're in the hospital in isolation and you don't know what's going on, conversation, praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues, and having a conversation with the Holy Spirit can really lighten things up and show you a path. Wait on the Lord. That can be frustrating. I actually did a whole message about God's timing. God's timing is not our timing. So we want to be free of this, and we want to be free of that. And the Lord knows it. He knows even the things that we do that aren't good for us. And we know it, and we pray, God, I'm just having such a problem with this. But the Lord says, You're, it's, um, it's in the works. We're getting rid of it. You have to trust. You have to trust my process. There's that word. You have to trust. Golly. Did you realize how much you have to trust? I mean, you have to trust. You have to trust people in here. You have to trust them. That they're going to be nice to you. Not always, but most of the time. <laughs> most of the time, they're nice. Trust, the definition, is a firm belief in reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. Words closely related are confidence, belief, okay, faith. How can you expect to enter the kingdom of heaven if you don't trust the fact that Christ died for your sins and by the blood, you're free and you're going to live with the Lord forever unless you don't trust I don't know. He'll, he'll probably work on that. I think he'll probably work on you to get that trust revved up. He's pretty good that way. In today's world, as I was, you know, when on the news we hear constantly um, things like integrity, trust, they're almost non-existent if you listen to the news. Somebody's telling constant lies. 
and we know it, even though it's being reported as, oh, this is okay, but, you know, it's very frustrating, and you think, why should I be any different? And I made up this little list for us to get along together and for something to keep you in mind. So if you're going to be trustworthy, which we all should be, shouldn't we? We're children of God. He would want us to be trustworthy. Choose integrity over image. If you choose integrity over image, we're talking about you're not posting something on social media that might cause someone else pain. You're not posting something just to make yourself look cool or special, but you're, you're, you're knocking out a whole segment of the population. Um, in my case, as a musician, I had opportunities to completely diss everybody I was singing with, and I chose a path of integrity I, I, over image. There's some reasons that I sort of regret that, but that, that's, another, that's another story. But that's something that's ingrained, I think, in some of us. That's how we're taught. I mean, to have integrity, it's what God would want us to be. Use truth over convenience. Sometimes we are in situations where telling the truth whether there's terrible consequences, whether we're standing up for a friend and we know we're going to get our butt kicked if we do, still, let's choose the truth or the convenient part of, well, if I said this, I could probably walk. Or if I did this, it'd be okay. Or if I did this, you know, they might even become my friends. I don't know if you want those people as your friends, if they're causing this much problem. Truth, truth over convenience every time. And I think if you're standing on the rock, you're standing with Jesus, you're, you're in the blood, there's no choice. This is who God made us to be. We stand for one another and we stand in truth. And the last one, honor over personal gain. Gee, I'm sorry, you know, I didn't do that for you, but I had this opportunity to make a bunch of money. When I get some of it, I'll share it with you, but I know I didn't honor you then. You know, it's about me right now, my personal gain. Honor is an important word. I think trust and honor go together. Like military, they talk about honor honoring your brothers, honoring your commitment to one another. That's what we do here in this house. I believe we honor one another, and we have a commitment to each other. We have a commitment to speak truth instead of something convenient. We also have a commitment to use integrity over image, and we want to honor each and every one of our brothers and sisters, especially over personal gain. Don't you feel good now? Man, I'm walking in integrity. I'm truthful. I'm doing this with my brothers and sisters. It just feels right. Then you don't have to second guess yourself. Why did I say that? Why did I do that? That was dumb. 
And then, of course, you can hold on to that and condemn yourself forever and ever. No, I'm just kidding. Because God will even forgive that if you confess, if you repent. If you, if you come to your brother or your sister and say, look, I did this, I'm so sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. But God will forgive you even for that. He forgave Peter, didn't he? And Peter betrayed him three times. That's a huge example for all of us. See, the book always has all these kind of answers if we look for them. That's, that was trust broken. That was absolute betrayal. And yet, Jesus forgave Peter and became the rock. So no matter what you're thinking, where you're at right now, look, big things are coming your way. Lastly, here for the new year, now that we're very trusting fellows and females, and we're trusting one another, Corinthians 13, 13, so now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Now I said, uh, you know, the love, love thing, you can't trust without, you know, you can't have love without trust, but the greatest of these is love. And let's make 2024 the year of loving all God's children wherever they are, whatever they need, and however we can serve. I wish you all a very happy new year, and I'm sure I'll see you often in the new year. So let's serve, let's love, let's trust, let's be people of faith and people of the Lord. God bless you. Thank you for listening today. Take a moment and ask Holy Spirit what He wants you to do with what you've learned. And remember, with God, all things are possible. So keep dreaming, keep praying and simply obey because God is good and he has good plans for you. You can subscribe to our blogs, learn about our speakers, and even hear from one of our team members how you can take part in transforming a city, your city with Christ. There's no time like the present. Visit ShekinahOnline.com. If this doesn't excite you, watch for our new and God-inspired product line, a newly released book by Stephanie Butler, more testimonies from our listeners like you, working to bring unity in cities across the world. If you feel led to support our podcast, you may do so on our Shekinah.com website. Or if you would like to support us monthly, there is a link labeled Listener Support on every podcast. Until next time, we thank you, we love you, have a blessed day.